Better and Longer with The Fitness Show, hosted by fitness expert, author, and TV personality, Fitz Kohler. She'll tell you why diets are dumb, supplements are snake oil, and the truth about how you can earn a lean, hard, pain-free, and athletic body. Now for our favorite bossy blonde, Fitz Kohler. Hi team, I'm Fitz Kohler, your fitness expert from fitness.com, and welcome to The Fitness Show. Happy holidays and happy new year, and I am excited to get you started off on 2018 with a bang. We have had so much fun, so much success this year, and I'm so grateful to all of you who have been my very loyal listeners and those who have even given me a kick in the can when I was late on a podcast, so I apologize for that. It's been a wonderfully chaotic, hectic, productive, amazing year for me that I'm so lucky that my burden is I have to struggle to keep up with myself sometimes, but um, when you want to change the world, sometimes it's it's a little bit hard to do. So I'm okay with hard. Hard is what I like. If I were sitting back doing easy things all day, I'd feel like a big stupid loser. So there you go. There you go. I'm happy, happy to be treading water at best sometimes, but this is about you. So I want to start off this podcast talking about some of the really wonderful things, especially things that I've seen recently. And then I'm going to give you the big kick in the can. And you know what that's like. So um, put your seatbelt on. Wait for it. Remember, I give you the love. I give you the harsh truth with all the love because sometimes we need it, right? You know, some of the best advice I've ever given was, I've ever been given was um, the kind that hurt a little bit. (laughs) It changed me and it made me better. And um, I'm not afraid to give that to you. So, um, well, hopefully we have new people here. But, you know, with fitness, I base uh, the premise of living well and living long off of some very simple principles. And it starts with the exact formula for weight loss. you got to watch what you put in your mouth. You know, and when I can teach you how to eat the right amount of the right food for the size you want to be, boy, that goes a long way. So if you're someone who's trying to adjust their weight, either up or down, read the exact formula for weight loss. It's right on the cover of fitness.com. That's F-I-T-Z-N-E-S-S.com. Spend five minutes doing that. I assure you, it will change your life if you're someone who's ready to take action. If you're going to be a slacker and make excuses, don't waste your time. However, if you want to actually see results and get into a body you love and a body that's the size you love, your eating habits are ultimately responsible for what you, for your weight, your consumption habits. So that exact formula is the Bible of weight management. And, and here's the good thing. I'm not selling you anything. In fact, I just had a conversation on Facebook today. I guess this guy is a marketing guy, but he was like, what's your pitch? And I was like, my pitch is I help people live better and longer for free. And here's the great thing about it is corporations pay my salary. You know, I make my income off of resource organizations, off of corporations who want a spokesperson. People hire me to help them with their brand. I make money um, with my Morning Mile program. I make money doing all sorts of things so I can give the consumer honest, effective information for free. I'm not like all of these hacks, all of your, I'm going to call them dirtbag scumbag friends who are selling you these shakes. These are liars. These are thieves. These are people that are taking advantage of your desperation to lose weight, to be fitter and healthier. And they are vultures digging into your pockets saying, ha ha, I'm going to fool you now. I'm going to take what I can get. Of course, you're not going to see results, but it doesn't matter because I'm going to get mine. So (laughs) 
starting with those people. I don't have to do that. Why? Because I'm an actual expert in the field. I got the master's degree in exercise and sports sciences. I have 20-something years, almost 30 years of learning about the subject. And here's the thing. All you have to do is make quality choices. You don't have to buy some nonsense product to lose weight. In fact, no product exists. It just doesn't exist. Wouldn't Oprah Winfrey be a size 8 or a size 10 if that product existed? She would, but it doesn't. And I could no longer put the word weight loss on an apple and look like a genius than I could put the word weight loss on a shake. Do you understand? If I put the word weight loss on an apple, you'd call me a moron. You'd say, that's stupid. That's just an apple. Well, ah, yeah, your, your dumb, dumb neighbor who's a nurse or a teacher or a, a trucker who's selling you these weight loss shakes. What? Weight loss shakes? It's so stupid. Oh, and the, the, the monster selling those sticky wraps, the, the wraps, that it works. No, it doesn't work. You're all liars. You're thieves. So I get to tell people the truth. And because I make a living, well, I don't care if I was making a living off the corporations. I would never take advantage of you. I would never lie to you. But I know the truth. And so I get to share it for free, willfully, happily. And then all the results follow suit. I get to enjoy the benefits of your work. When you put in the effort, utilizing the weight loss, keeping that caloric budget journal, and cutting yourself off once you've hit your budget for the day, I, oh boy, do I benefit from seeing your before and after pictures. You use that formula and then you exercise, right? And it doesn't have to be running or it doesn't have to be tennis and it doesn't have to be MMA. You get to choose the exercises you like to do. So of course, with my Hotty Body Fitness Challenge group on Facebook, I literally guide you through workouts every single day. So if you're someone who wants to make it mindless, I can offer that or I do offer that. But you put the combination of the exact formula for weight loss, and then you put that on top of some cardio, some strength training, some flexibility training, some balance training. All of a sudden, you've got a really fit body. Oh, what a treat that is. And, and, but here's the deal. you got to do those things. You can't just listen to my podcast. You can't just be a part of my Facebook group or follow me on Instagram and through osmosis get fit. It doesn't work that way. You have to be the plugger. And... You got to get some sleep and you got to remove the nasty people from your life. And boy, that is actually really fun because, you know, besides all the interacting I do with you all publicly on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook or the hottie group, I get some really cool insight on the side. Now, sometimes it's hard to manage because I'm busy, but, you know, people are dumping nasty spouses. And while I, I don't um, love to see divorce, I do love seeing men or women getting away from people that are treating them atrociously. And and fitness really helps do that sometimes. It's the confidence boost of, you know what? I'm putting this effort into me and I'm worth it. And I'm not going to tolerate this verbal abuse, physical abuse, whatever it is. I'm not going to tolerate crap. I'm not going to tolerate a jerk boss. I'm going to go find a, a job, a workplace that makes me happy. So um, I thoroughly enjoy watching you all be successful. And so those are the tenets of fitness is that you follow the exact formula for weight loss, you exercise frequently in a variety of ways, you get some sleep, and then you remove the nasty people. And I, I put that in there because I think your mental health is really uh, overlaps with your physical health. And really, that's the extent of where I'll go with it because I'm also not um, a psychiatrist or a counselor of any sort. But it's just, you know, I think, I think your physical health boosts your mental I don't think it. I know for a fact. Your physical health boosts your mental health. 
and vice versa. So uh, take good care of yourself. And if you're someone out there who's really not doing these things, it's time. It's time. Who do you want to be? You know, I, I start with that question. It's not who I want you to be. I just want you to be happy. I'd like you to live well and live long. But you have to make those decisions for you. Who do you want to be? What body do you want to have? What work do you want? What type of family do you want? You have to earn those things. You have to choose those things. You have to put one foot in front of the other every single day to make those things better, to make those things great. And you're ultimately responsible for you. And this is really what it's about. It's about you doing you. It's not about me telling you who to be. It's you doing you. But the, the good you, the better you, the best you. Are you doing that? Well, we're going to have a pregnant pause right here. Are you doing that? Look at yourself. Look down. Are you happy with the strength in your legs? Are you happy with your back? Does it feel good? Do you feel like your abs, your tummy is something that makes you feel good when you put on your pants? Are your arms strong? Do they do the job you need them to do? Are you strong enough to lift things you have to lift for work or your children? No? Do you look in the mirror and love what you see? I don't mind you. <laughs> you could be taller, shorter. We can't fix those things. But when it comes to your body, are you there? Are you where you want to be professionally? Are you happy with your house life? You can change those things. You are the ultimate uh, advocate for change in your life. So think about who you want to be. Write it down. Imagine it. Vision it or envision it, and then let's work to make those things happen. And so I really like, uh, we have a lot of what we call non-scale victories we celebrate with my, my fitness fiends, my hotties. And we've had a few really fun ones lately that I'd like to um, talk about. So Lori Weiner, Lori has lost, oh my gosh, she's small to begin with, but Lori's lost maybe 20-ish pounds. Excuse me, Lori, if I'm not getting that right, but she's a runner. She's a physical therapy assistant. She's a wonderful, wonderful woman, and um, she's been using the formula. Now, mind you, Lori was running races for, lo for a long time before she started using the formula, but once she became a hottie, she started using the formula and doing strength training, and now she's PRing at almost every race. PR means personal record, meaning you're running the race the fastest you've ever done it. She's run her fastest half marathon repeatedly this year. She's run faster, fastest 10Ks and 5Ks, but she put on a picture um, a couple of weeks ago on my hottie page and said I'm wearing women's pants. I'm small enough to wear women's pants. And it blew my mind because for some reason she thought she had to wear man pants. And, and she's just a petite thing. I mean, I think she's now 117 pounds, which means she couldn't have been any more than 130-something or maybe 140 max before. But she, she said, I'm wearing women's pants. I can no longer wear man pants. And it just... It, um, I don't know. I mean, I'm so happy for her. And Lori, I'm so happy for you. I'm sure you're listening to this. But I, um, she thought she had to wear man pants. And there's no reason she should have ever been in man pants. And ladies, if you're 700, pound, 700 pounds, there's some women pants for you, some lady pants. Um, yeah, 
I was just a little surprised by that. And, and you know what women tend to do, and I know this because I was 45 pounds heavier at one point, is we try to mask our perceived, you know, our personal flaws, what we think. We try to hide it with bigger clothes. Um, and I used to do that. I remember my sister used to, she was a royal terror. And if you haven't listened to episode one on my history, please do. Go, go listen. But she was a monster and daily. Every single day she'd say, you're fat and you suck at soccer. She would say that a million times a day. And then she would take me to the beach. My mom was like, take your sister to the beach. And I had a swimsuit on. And mind you, I wasn't overweight. I was a very lean little string bean nine-year-old. But I would wear a t-shirt, a big, big, big t-shirt over my swimsuit. And then my sister would tell me, you look stupid. Take that t-shirt off. And I just remember saying, well, you've been telling me I look fat. You know, what a what a mental thing, but um, but I did, I wore these giant clothes. I, I might have been, a, you know, 130 pounds in eighth grade, and I was wearing, we, my sister worked at Express, and we would use her discount, and I would buy larges or extra large. These clothes were billowing, they were flowing, they were falling down, but I wore them because I thought I was hiding things. I probably wore my brother's shirts. I, I just am going back to it, so... I understand the mindset, but guys, find yourself great guy clothes that you want to wear. Ladies, find yourself some pants, you know, and, and another thing I hear from women is it's hard to find pants that fit for super curvy hips and small waist, and I get that. I mean, obviously, I don't have that issue. <laughs> I've got very narrow, narrow hips, but um, I know Jennifer Lopez, Beyonce, they have very wisely marketed brands, a house of Darion or whatever that are meant for curvy bodies. I was in Macy's last week and there was a pair of jeans that were talking about, you know, these are for curvy hips and small waist. So those clothes exist. Um, you know, and for me, I'm, I'm sometimes trying to find pants that don't have hips built in because I don't have the luxury of curvy lady hips. So, you know, we all have our things, our obstacles, but if you're a woman and you want to be in lady pants, don't deny yourself that privilege. Now, if you're if you're a man and you want to dress like a girl, you can totally do that too. I got nothing wrong with that. But just I want you to be who you want to be. And don't feel like because you're a certain size, you can't wear certain things. You know, you um, you got to do you. And, and so shopping is not always fun. Not even for me. I, I don't prefer shopping. I like shoe shopping. I'll tell you that. Send me to a Western store to buy some boots. And I like shopping. But clothes, not always. Um, but, but stay the course. And so Lori, I'm so glad you're in lady pants and you, and you put, <laughs> put the picture online and you looked amazing in it. And I, again, you probably had no idea. I was sitting at my computer going, what the what? She just finally feels like she has permission to wear lady pants. So wear the lady pants. And here's the other thing, Anna Hodling, who's lost a colossal amount of weight, 30 something pounds. And she's won basically her age group in every one of the 7,000 races she's run this year, including triathlons. Um, but she ended up with skinny jeans, and she thought she shouldn't be in them. And they they look fantastic. Anna, you look great. So, you know, when it comes to fashion, give yourself permission to try the things you want to try and wear what you want to wear. And, you know, I, I went with too many trends as a teenager. In fact, I did all of them, and I was probably the most hideously ugly girl in the history of the planet because of my effort with all the trends. So now I'm in jeans and a white T-shirt. <laughs> all the time because I'm afraid of the trends but you know maybe I'll step outside of my little box too because you guys are inspiring me but yeah so 
to, to give that stuff a go. And the other thing that was great this year is how many of you yielded to my tank top mandate. And so I got on, I think it was May, and I had so many people talking about it being so hot out, but they would never wear a tank top because they were embarrassed of their arms, or they'd never wear shorts because they were embarrassed of their knees. And I, was, I, I got on Facebook and I said, y'all, this is driving me nuts. It is hot. It is blistering hot all across the country, and you deserve to be comfortable when you exercise. And in fact, when you're dressed appropriately, you will perform better. So hashtag tank top mandate, stop. Nobody cares about your knees. Nobody cares about your triceps. Put on the tank top and have a great workout. And wow, you all did it. You, you put on your tank tops and then you took pictures and you showed us how, how great you look, number one, but that you were having a better workout because you were comfortable and you were cooler. And so many men participated in that and said, I've never worn a tank top. Michael Jones, Timothy Powell, you know, uh, Rob Stewart was in there. There were so many of you. So Lee Frills, I think. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Wear that stuff. Wear the stuff that's appropriate for the occasion. Don't ever deny yourself that. And I love the tank top mandate. We're going to continue that this year because it matters. And your knees, stop covering up the knees. It's absurd. Um, next non-scale victory, annual checkups. We've had so many wonderful annual checkup celebrations that... It makes me want to cry. I remember Jason Stefaniak a year and a half ago was talking about his um, his sugar levels were lower. His doctor was so excited with his blood pressure. And Stacey Nyman just posted in December that she went to the, uh, the her doctor for an annual checkup. And Stacey has lost over 40 pounds. She's been doing it what she calls slow and steady, but... 40 pounds this year. It's tremendous. She's now addicted to running races. She does so with her daughter. They're adorable. Um, but her doctor was so excited. I think her cholesterol levels were low, lower. Her sugar levels were lower. Uh, her blood pressure was better. She really, everything was looking up and her doctor was celebratory. And, and what a nice thing because you know what? So many people are going to the doctor now and the doctor's shaking their head saying, okay, now we got to put you on blood pressure medicine. And um, really what I'd like the doctors to do is give you a nasty look and say, look, bro, you're going to drop dead soon. You want to keep this up? You think this is a game? Get yourself a will because I think that's a highly effective tool for physicians. I think they're in an incredibly powerful position. And here's the deal. High blood pressure on anyone, even on me, could kill me. So it's not a joke and it's not a game. And if you go into your doctors and they're telling you you're pre-diabetic, holy crap, you need to take that as if, you know, uh, Freddy Krueger's chasing you indefinitely until you fix it because your life is on the line. So quite the opposite when my hotties, when my fitness fiends go into their doctor's appointments and the doctor's going, wow, look what you did. You look amazing. You're so much healthier. I'm sure Katie Stefaniak's had that within the past year. And so, so many of you have. So please keep that up. I want celebratory doctor checks. I want you to, I want you to blow the doors off of your physician next time you go there. I want you to go, boom, look at me. And they're going to test your blood and, um, and like magic sparkles are going to fly out of your arm while they're drawing your blood. And then, and the phlebotomist is going to say, ooh, that's fancy blood. We're going to put you, we're going to use this and we're going to make mutant X-Men with it because you're so healthy. You're going to create a healthier, you know, group of superheroes or something. So 
Yes. Go be Superman. Go be Spider-Man at your doctor's office. Go be Wonder Woman. Show them how powerful you are because you are using the formula and you're exercising often and it's not so complicated. And and yeah, you know, this the formula, the whole thing is really simple, stupid, but the results are astonishing. So shock your doc. I like that. Do doc shock. Hashtag doc shock. Um, next up, Timothy Powell just posted today. He posted a picture of one of those, you know, quote, shared memories on Facebook where they show you a picture from last year. So he showed a last year picture with today mind-blowing difference his before and after he's 160 pounds down he's now run 5k a 10k he has a half marathon coming up but Michael was saying that this past week he was out of sorts he wasn't you know feeling it at the gym and he wasn't posting pictures like he normally does and I love that accountability that every day he gets up and he takes a picture at the gym however he said but I was consistent and that's the thing is do what you have to do, whether you like it or not, because some days you're going to be a big crybaby, right? Your feelings are going to be hurt or you're not going to feel good. But if you say, screw you, crybaby feelings, I'm not listening to you. I have built workouts into my schedule and I'm going to go do them anyways. You will still see the results. And I care how you feel, but when you want something and you're trying to accomplish something, I don't care how you feel. So start recognizing when you're being a big crybaby and go do it anyways, because that's what Timothy did. This week, he didn't feel it. He was out of sorts, but he got his butt up, and he went to the gym, and he got his workout, and he still he made progress. And so stop being a crybaby. Stop coddling yourself. What? Who cares if you don't feel it? You know, you can adjust your workouts based on your feelings. So maybe, oh, you don't feel like running. Fine, get on the bike, or go do Zumba, or do Pilates or weightlifter, whatever, but do something, okay? The crybaby generation is not ours. I don't like the snowflake thing. I don't like crybabies. I don't like excuse makers. And I hope you all fall into the category of people I like. And that's really why I love working the races. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of fun things about the races, but, you know, where I, I had someone, <laughs> Randy, I'm going to call him out. Randy's a great guy who... I posted the exact formula for weight loss yesterday online just as a reminder to share. And he said, oh, I need you to come slap the beer out of my hand and the candy out of my, my lap or whatever it is. I just said, listen, you can choose to be a slacker. You can choose to be successful. I hope you're going to choose the latter. And so I do have to spend a lot of time twisting the arm of slackers to do better. And on race day, I got no slackers. I literally have thousands of people who said, you know what? Exercise is a good idea. I'm going to sign up for it. I'm going to pay for it. I'm going to train for it. I'm going to be there. And there they are. I've got, you know, sometimes 8,000 non-slackers or 25,000 non-slackers. So um, do it anyways. I don't care about your feelings. Look in the mirror. Do that. Remember the old SNL skit with um, our... <laughs> our, our uh, soon-to-be-resigned Senator Al Franken with you're good enough, you're smart enough, gosh darn it, I like you, look in the mirror and say, suck it up, slackers. We accept no crybabies here. I'm not a crybaby. I'm going to get to work and then march your butt out into the snow to go for a jog or whatever it is. But Timothy was a great example of a great example today. Michael Jones. Michael Jones is down, oh, I wish I could remember. Michael Jones has done like 100 pounds or something close to it. 
And uh, he's he set his BHAG to run the Marine Corps Marathon this year. And so earlier in the year, I did a podcast on setting a BHAG, which is a big, hairy, audacious goal. And here's the deal. There's little goals, but then there's something big and bold and worth working really hard for something big in the future that you want to accomplish greatness and so michael jones went after that and he even got a spider bite of like a flesh-eating spider that was trying to kill him and he was hospitalized and as soon as he was hospitalized he said i guess i'm not running the marine corps marathon and i quickly messaged and i said eh, eh, eh. wait <laughs> don't make that hasty decision now wait until you get out see how you feel and Fortunately, he listened and he rebounded and he went and he ran that marathon like a beast. And that is now his BHAG accomplishment for this year. He did that, but he's not settling. So he, he, um, he's down in these jeans. I forget the jeans are, are 34 jeans. He posted these great pictures the other day, which I'm sure his wife saw googly eyes over. But now Michael's saying, okay, now I want to play Michelangelo, which is the fun thing to do when you've lost weight is you get to go, okay, now I want more uh, sculpted shoulders. I want a lean, I want a stronger waist. He's going to start sculpting himself. And that's the next step for Michael Jones. So wherever you are, there's always a next step. Has he lost his desired weight? I think it was actually 70 pounds. So sorry for um, forgetting that right away, Michael, but I think it's 70 pounds was the goal. And actually, the goal was like 40 pounds, and then he up to 50 and 60, but I believe he's down 70. So, you know, wherever you are, there's always a goal for me. I, I am always very motivated and goal-centric, so I'm still working my legs, my lower body, my hips, my glutes. I'm trying to make up for all the injuries I incurred kickboxing, and if I could get my right side anywhere close to my left side, that would make my dreams come true. So I'm very goal-centric, and you should be too. Wherever you are, keep raising the bar. I've got Melissa DiStefano has had one heck of a year. Um, she fought through cervical cancer at the beginning of the year, which was not very fun. And then she incurs a bunch of injuries. So Melissa, I love, I love laughing at you and with you because one of my favorite friends, you're somewhat of a mess and you're somewhat amazing, which is perfect. But, she, you know, she had the cancer and she got through that. And you know what? That's a big freaking deal, right? Cancer. And she beat it. And then she falls a lot. She, she had fall, fallen so many times running races. So she had this injury, the knee, and it was you potentially going to be surgery, but thankfully it's not. And, um, you know, that whole ordeal is not quote unquote over, but she's recovering. She's already back running yesterday. She was, um, uh, complaining about running in soup here in Gainesville cause it's December something and it's still high, high humidity, which I love, but she has had an extraordinary year. She's down 80 something pounds from using the formula and, um, she's getting better and better and better. And what I like about Melissa is, uh, well, a lot of things, but she's incorporated strength training so well. I can see her body changing because of the strength training. So, you know, runners, uh, runners are often lean, especially if they're endurance athletes who go, 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 but not impressive bodies. Strength training yields a very impressive body. And Melissa has that now, and I love watching her progress. So, um, Melissa, my, my goal for you this year is to stop posting pictures of your injuries. And uh, Stephanie Shemansky, you too. <laughs> I'm 
no more injuries, number one. Two, I don't want to see your, your toes or your bruises or your cuts. However, um, you're not going to have any injuries this year, so it's going to be a great, great year for you both. Stephanie Shemansky has come back uh, from a uh, hip injury, and she's probably going to win the Boston Marathon this year. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know, but she's fast. And I finally got to welcome her through a finish line this year, which was amazing. So, you know, we've got a bunch of people doing amazing things. Mark Zulke is a guy who got into running after his wife passed away of breast cancer. He and his wife used to celebrate his daughter's uh, races. And um, after his wife passed, he went to support his daughter at a Disneyland or Disney World race and realized it wasn't that fun to do it himself. So he asked his daughter if he could run with her. And I believe they started with a 5K. And since that point, they have run half marathons in Disney World and Disneyland, um, in Paris, Disneyland. They've run all over the country, and they're just such an adorable duo, and I, I admire them so much. But Mark has bladder cancer, and he has been fighting that for, I believe, a year and a half. And um, he messaged me. That, again, this is a guy being treated for bladder cancer right now. He messaged me about a month ago to ask if I was still going to be at Walt Disney World Marathon this year, which I will because he is running his first marathon, and he would like um, me to be there with him. And so, yes, I will be at the VIP tent before the finish line at my hugging station. And, Mark, I will be ready for you and your big sweaty hug, and I will count every second until you get there because it's very exciting. But, but think about that. He's dealing with bladder cancer, and he's doing his first marathon. So, so are you living your best life? Are you doing your absolute best what are the things you have to overcome that you're, that you're perceiving to be impenetrable obstacles? Are they really? Can you do better? Do you have a cold? You know, does your, does your ankle, is it sprained? There's other things you can do besides run. I want you to be mentally tough. I want you to be sturdy. I want you to be resilient. I want you to be fierce. And I want you to fight through some of this nonsense. Defy. Defy what you're supposed to do. Because I think the world thinks you're supposed to roll over and die every time you get a cold or you sprain your ankle or you get a shin splint. No, you're not. You're supposed to alter the course and figure out a way to accomplish what you want to accomplish anyways. I'm technically not sure how you train and complete a marathon while you have bladder cancer, but apparently it can be done. So we're going to ask Mark Zolke, how does this work? How does this work? And maybe he's just not undergoing brutal chemo treatments, or maybe he has superpowers. But there is a way to get this stuff done. So are you rolling over and dying? Are you being a crybaby, or are you being fierce like Mark? Because Mark really... You know, I, I need to build a big pedestal and put them on it because, wow, it's killing me. And so uh, I also see people saying online things like, um, oh, it's been a tough week at work. I can't work out because I'm so stressed. Mental toughness. Your workouts will relieve you of the stress. So instead of kowtowing to the crabby boss or your annoying coworkers or your dumb spouse, right? I know your spouse is wonderful, but probably dumb on occasion. You have to be tougher than all of that. You can't have a mental breakdown. You have to have a mental breakthrough. This is who I am, and I'm going to go do my boot camp class anyways. Screw you, life. You're all dumb. I'm getting out of here, and I'm going for a run, right? Can you do that? Can you be that person? 
Don't be the crybaby. Be fierce. Don't have mental breakdowns. Have breakthroughs. This is who you are now. And again, you're listening to me, and I don't think you would listen to I don't think you would spend one minute, one minute listening to Fitz Kohler if you weren't trying to be better, because the slackers go somewhere else. The slackers go to the places where they're meant to be coddled. And I am the most loving jerk ever. Do you know what I was called the other day? Just as just a, a sidebar, because I'm, I call myself the most loving jerk. Uh, blowhard, perhaps. Maybe that's a better term. Um, Rudy Novotny told me I was the shortest tall person he ever met. So I think people think I'm tall because I stand up straight and I have kind of long, lanky limbs. I think my hair might drag me out. But I'm only 5'5", five five, so he was like, you know, you're the tallest short person, or the shortest tall person I ever met. So that's a, um, that's a comment I'm going to keep with me for a long time. I, I think I did cross-eyed. I've never been cross-eyed before. Um, but yeah. And then um, hopefully one of my final diatribes, but I have a friend. Actually, I've seen a few friends online that are treating these simple injuries like the biggest thing in the world, and they're so dramatic, and oh, I can't believe I can't run this race, or I can't go run Chicago because, or I can't run Boston, or I can't do my 5K. Get over yourself. Get over yourself. Do you know I've spent over a year of my life on crutches, and I have a good feeling I'll spend another year of my life on crutches, and every single day, I will be grateful that I am dealing with a limb injury and not cancer. Every single day, I will be grateful that I'm dealing with a limb injury and not diabetes or ALS or muscular dystrophy. So get over yourself. People don't want to see you complain. They don't want to see you whine and beg for attention. And, oh, it's the worst because you are there to be motivational. And I know you don't think that, but, wow, does anyone like seeing their friends desperate? Oh, very desperate pleas for self, for attention and, and pity online. Woe is me. Life is over. I won't be able to run Boston. Or woe is me. This is the worst day ever. Stop that. Is that who you want to be? Do you want to be classified as the girl or the guy everybody pities? Are you reaching out for pity? Do you want people to think you're pathetic? No. If you have to mention, hey, by the way, you're going to see me on crutches. It's because I broke my femur. But I'll be back. Got it? How about that? How about, geez, Louise, broke all of my toes today. So if you see me in a boat, a boot, please don't step on my foot or just keep it to yourself. But the constant cries for pity make you pitiful. And that is not getting you anywhere good. You want your public posts to be posts of strength, of the I can do it spirit, because that's who you are. You're constantly putting out uh, information on who you are. And, and what you are, and do people want to be around you? Are people inspired by you? Or are people constantly dragged down? Are they dragged down by your, oh, I can't believe it's another day like this, or why me, the vague book? Don't be that person. And don't be that person in real life, too. If you go into the office every day and you have a complaint, people are going to start avoiding you. So, again, be fierce. And I, I don't say this just because it annoys me to see stuff like this on Facebook, but... I'm your coach, right? I want you to be all that you can be. And you drag yourself down a thousand percent every time you post one of those things. Every time you reach for pity, you are pathetic. You're telling the world you're pathetic and you're telling yourself you're pathetic. 
So you, you break your femur and your other femur and you mangle both ankles temporarily. Okay, you can use your upper body. We got it. <laughs> be fierce. Be positive. Put, project the things that you can do and the things that you are and you will be those things. You know, my life's not perfect. Trust me, there's stuff. <laughs> and stuff that I, I don't want to drag you down with. So I, I keep it to myself and I move forward and that's just the way it is because I don't want your pity. I don't want your pity at all. Everybody in the world around me could die and I don't want you to send me a Facebook message that says, sorry, Fitz, da-da-da. I don't want that. You know, I want to be um, a source of joy and happiness and fun. And, you know, if I'm mangled in a something or other, I don't want the pity. I want... Holy hell, Fitz, I know you're going to pop back after this. You're a badass. That's what I want. So I want that for you, too, because I want you to be the thing that you want to be. And I don't think anybody wants to be a crybaby, and I don't think anybody wants to be pathetic. And I don't think any of you people want pity, because you're not, you're certainly not listening to my podcast if you're someone who wants to be pity. So, moving on from there. We've had some really funny things recently. Um, God, was it? Terry Sellers, I think it was, I could be wrong, I'm having one of those brain moments, but I think it was Terry Sellers who said her doctor, she had to go, her doctor was unavailable and she went to his partner who told her, women should not eat fruit and they should not do strength training. And there was some other list of nonsense that they should not do and it was the worst advice ever. So please be careful who you're taking advice from. I was so happy she posted and says, Fitz, does this sound at all reasonable? And this doctor needs to have his license revoked. That is the most crazy information I've ever received. So yes, he's got an MD, apparently. I have no understanding. Maybe this guy has a brain tumor himself. I mean, I'm really unsure of that. But when you get advice that sounds so hokey, Please look into it. I thought, you know, we had a we had a good laugh at this doctor's expense and this advice. However, it's scary that perhaps there's been dozens, hundreds, thousands of women who've seen the man and he told them not to eat fruit and not to strength train because we asked a question and, and it's a simple response. Is there ever a situation where you would rather be strong, weaker than stronger? Does it benefit you ever to be weaker or stronger? You're always going to do better when you're stronger. You're going to be less likely to get whiplash in a car accident. You're going to be less likely to pull out your back, picking up groceries. Um, you're you're going to be less likely to sprain, strain, and tear muscles if you're strong and flexible. So, yikes. Um, yikes. So, we're moving back on to you. You get to do you. You get to own you. You get to set the goals, and you get to make sure you get there. <clears throat> There's only one person who can control your destiny. You cannot blame it on your spouse if you're not exercising or your children or your workout partner. I need you to be accountable to you. I need you to be responsible to you. It is nice to have a workout support buddy. And um, one of the nice things in my Hottie Body Fitness Challenge is on occasion someone will reach out and say, I'm having a hard week. Can I get an accountability partner? And so many people jump up and say, yeah, me, I'll do it. And I love that. But at the end of the day, you are the only person responsible for you. So if you have 10 accountability buddies and they all slack off, you're still responsible to do your workouts, to eat wisely. You have to do those things for you. You can't do it for revenge. 
you know, you're not getting revenge on your ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend. You have to be fit. You have to do it for you. You know, when we bring other people into our fitness world as if they have any say, we give them power. And so, of course, someone like me, you want to have, you want to give power and yield to my authority because I'm an expert. But your family, you know, remember that time when you were really, really overweight and you're eating horribly and maybe you were even drinking too much. Nobody said anything. Nobody said, hey, you know what? Your, your, your stomach's getting really big. I'm concerned you may have a heart attack. That's a lot of pressure on your chest. Most people don't ever hear that. If you're growing and growing, people are afraid to say something. But the second you start working out regularly, they'll start calling you a nut. I'm worried about you. You're fanatical. You're training for a half marathon. That's crazy. Only crazy people do half marathons. I'm really concerned. You're waking up at 4.30 every morning to exercise. I'm worried about you. Really? Where were you when I was eating ho-hos and drinking lots of beer and I was nearing 200, 300 pounds, whatever it is? Where was the concern? So we don't yield any power to people around us when it comes to our health other than your experts and your, your personal authorities, as long as they're not whack jobs like the doctor uh, telling you not to eat fruit. But uh, when your doctor takes your blood and says, hey, you're really low on iron, you should have an iron supplement, you yield to that because he's taken your blood and he's shown you uh, empirical data. But you don't yield to your, um, your, your, your family when they're so concerned because you're going to boot camp regularly or you're doing Pilates on a regular basis or maybe even because you've spent a little extra money to buy yourself a nice tank top to work out in. So um, we don't work out for revenge. We don't do this thing for revenge. And we certainly don't alter our good habits because people are showing quote-unquote concern because those are the same people that were not concerned when you were doing the wrong things and going down the wrong path. And uh, they probably don't know much about it anyways. But I, I, I tend to worry about people's con, you know, signs of concern. Often they're signs of jealousy or inadequacy. So be you. And um, lastly, make sure you're not being the big thing. The, the thing right now that I see is driving me crazy. Women against men. All men are bad. All men are evil. All women are right all the time. White people are bad. Black people are bad. Gay people are awesome. What Straight people are horrible. Don't be part of that because there's, you're only responsible for you. And, and it's funny. One of the things I was thinking the other day is how people are categorizing themselves and the world seems to be getting nastier and nastier and nastier. And, um, you know, I just kind of focused on my blue eyes for a moment and I thought, what if I started a group and we were all categorized by our eye color and now all blue-eyed people <laughs> could say that we were being, um, uh, we were better than you or we were against you and, and really we're, ugh, it's very frustrating to see now the gender war and there's a race war and there's a sexuality war and, and we could really go into these small, small group, the people with freckles versus the not and the people with a uh, certain eye color, the green-eyed people versus the blue-eyed people. And um, it reminds me a little bit of Dr. Seuss's sneetches with the stars on theirs. And the star-bellied sneetches were better than the ones without the stars on their bellies. And, um, you know, I, I don't know one woman I agree with completely. I don't know one white person I agree with completely. In fact, I will find 
a difference of opinion with absolutely 100% of the people on the planet. But I will also find a lot of similarities and a lot of common ground. And I will not be in some ridiculous group uh, of women or white people or straight people. I, I don't want part of that. I don't want to be defined by any of those things. So don't be part of the ugliness. You know, fitness is a great equalizer, I think, because no matter what your color, no matter what your gender, no matter what your sexuality or what you like to wear, you have to exercise. You have to eat right. You have to earn your fitness. And so it doesn't matter. And it shouldn't matter in life. And um, take responsibility for yourself in fitness, in your workplace, in your relationships. Um, nobody speaks for you. Treat yourself as an individual. You are not pathetic or strong because of your grouping. You are pathetic or strong because of who you are. And then treat the other people as individuals too. Don't judge anyone because of their color or their gender or their sexuality. Just treat them as a person. And um, that's, uh, I don't know if this sounds political to you or not, but um, I'm sick of people being jerks and not taking accountability for themselves. And if we would stop lumping ourselves into group and start taking ownership of ourselves as a one person, we're a party of one. I am a party of one, for real. I don't lump myself into any group of any people at all, period, um, at least as far as responsibility goes. So be that person. Be that one person and be good. You know, take responsibility for yourself first and then take responsibility to be nice and hardworking and thoughtful in every other scenario in your life. And things are going to go much better. I think that's, for 2018, I would like for everybody to just be a party of one and see if we can all get along that way and see if we can all do better that way. You got it? Who are you responsible for? Me. I heard you say it. I'm going to ask you again, huh? <laughs> fitness podcast listeners who are you responsible for me that's it that's it you're responsible for you in 2018 you are responsible for you and um i can't wait to see the continuation continuation of success stories flood in all your happy accomplishments your your scale victories your non-scale victories your personal records out while doing triathlons and races and, you know, tell me when you can finally touch your toes and let me know when your back pain is gone and all of that stuff because I want to be able to celebrate with you. That is my fee. I don't ever charge any of you money. My fee is allowing me to celebrate your successes with you because who's responsible for you? You are. You be responsible for you. I'll be responsible for me and we'll all celebrate together. So, Again, happy holidays, everybody. Happy New Year. I am so proud of absolutely everything you accomplished this year. I look forward to getting many, many, many sweaty hugs in 2018. If my wishes come through, I'll finally get to meet you all. And um, while you're at it, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, on Fitness. Join my Hottie Body Fitness Challenge group. And uh, stay around, stick around, and listen to Rudy Novotny tell you all about my running program, The Morning Mile. Get to work, everybody. Bye. Hi, this is Rudy Novotny, the voice of America's marathons. We all love how much running has benefited every aspect of our lives, so much so that most of us only wish we'd started sooner. Wouldn't it be wonderful to give the opportunity to children of today? 
Well, you can. The Morning Mile is a before-school walking and running program that gives children a chance to start each day in an active way while enjoying fun, music, and friends. That's every child, every day. It's also supported by a wonderful system of rewards, which keeps students highly motivated and frequently congratulated. Created by our favorite fitness expert, Fitz Kohler, Morning Milers across the country have run over 2 million miles and are having greater success with academics, behavior, and sports because of it. The Morning Mile is free to the child, free to the school, and is inexpensively funded by businesses or generous individuals. Help more kids get moving in the morning by visiting MorningMile.com. Champion the program at your favorite school or find out more about sponsorship opportunities. That's MorningMile.com. Long may you run.